Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Sometimes people say things for effect, often to garner respect or sympathy. But I never got that sense after listening to today's guest provide his perspective on growing up with a successful big brother. Stick around and decide for yourself. Team Snap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. The spring sports season is just around the corner. Are you ready? Whether you're a coach running your team with the TeamSnap app, an admin using TeamSnap for business to manage your club or league, or a marketer looking to make noise in the youth sports space, TeamSnap has got you covered. Visit TeamSnap.com or download the TeamSnap app from your app store for more information. I'm an only child, so I can't relate to things like sibling rivalries. But throughout my life, I've met many younger siblings who lived in the shadow of an older brother or sister, or both. But Jordan Palmer's big brother cast a hot air balloon-sized shadow, and I'm honored and humbled that he shared his experiences with me. I'm excited to share with you part one of my conversation with Jordan Palmer. Well, I am so excited to have as my guest today, Jordan Palmer. Jordan, thank you so much for taking some time to visit with me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, Jordan, I mean, you are known for so many different things and there's so many different ways that we could sort of get into this, but I'd love for you to share with me a little bit about your childhood and how sports factored into it. Well, yeah, I mean, sports was uh, really everything from my household, from the youngest of four, and we're super spread out. So I've got two older brothers and an older sister, but my oldest brother is 20 years older than me. My sister wow. is, I think, 14 years older than me. And then my brother that most people would, would know his name if they, if they knew me, they know, know that he's my older brother is Carson, was five years older than me. And so nowadays, him being five years older than me is not that big a deal. My oldest is the same age as his youngest and all that stuff. But like when one kid's seven and the other one's two, it's a big difference, right? And so I kind of grew up, uh, my parents were not athletes. They were not, you know, everyone, even growing up, everyone would go, geez, who'd your dad play quarterback for? Like, my dad never played football. And so <laughs> he was a sailor of the Navy, you know, and played high school basketball. So growing up, it was really Carson, again, five years older than me, who just gravitated towards all things sports. We grew up on the beach and bodyboarding. And then basketball was huge. He kind of started playing quarterback when he was in like third grade and just kind of like then retired from quarterback when he was like 37, you know, like that whole span, <laughs> which was not my story. But I was just always around it. Uh, when I was young, I really loved tennis. That was what I thought my sport was going to be. And I really loved snowboarding. It's interesting. So I played seven years in the NFL and I was a, a quarterback. I never started a game in the NFL. I was a backup. I started four years in college, but I only had one offer. I went to the only school that I did not want to go to. I cried on signing day. In, my, in high school, I played quarterback since I was a kid. I just never beat the other kid out and was the quarterback on the team. So the first year that I was ever the starting quarterback on the team was my senior year in high school. And I had started wow. playing quarterback in third grade. 
started training and practicing. I just never was very good. I never beat anybody out. So a lot of my childhood, wow. I loved football because I was watching my brother play it, but I wasn't very good. So there was multiple years where I was a must play kid where you got the, every kid has to play a certain amount of snaps for junior American football. And so we would get up mm -hmm. in the game and I, I grew up hearing the coach say, all right, we got the lead, get Palmer in so we can get his eight plays out of the way. And so I have these memories of these coaches and their names, you know, hearing those things. So I was really motivated and inspired by what I saw my brother doing. Again, he wasn't in the NFL when I was a kid. He was just really good in middle school right. and really good at freshman football, right? So it wasn't about a fame or any money. It was just a couple of years older than me. It was really good. And yeah. I tried really hard at it. I just wasn't very good at it. For whatever reason, and I, when I go back and think about it, and right now is one of those times I haven't in a while, but I can't believe I stuck with it. And I'm not saying that I have incredible amounts of perseverance. I just go, I can't believe I didn't pick something else and try to get good at it after yeah. being bad for, you know, eight, nine years. And then it was just crazy. Doors just kept opening for me. So when I was little, I played everything. I am a big proponent of playing multiple sports, not focusing on position specific. I'm sure we can get into that. But for us, I did not have parents that drove us towards success and motivated us and go in the backyard and get a hundred jump shots. And we did not have that. We did not really eat healthy. We did what we wanted to do. My parents were incredible. They were so supportive and loving and all that. They were not experts on any sport. They did not know everything. They, my dad was not the helicopter crazy dad. And my brother was so driven. And I was, I don't know, he's my big brother who looks just like me and he's five years older. So yeah, I'm going to try and do what he does. Mm -hmm. And that was yeah. really kind of the childhood sports. And so golf and all these things, but I never really got, I would argue, I never really got great at any of them. I got good enough to play yeah. professionally at one of them, but I, I certainly wouldn't have gone D1 in a different sport, I don't think. I always talk about perspective and, you know, I respect the fact that you could be so modest about it. But the fact is, is you were good enough to play at a major program and start a lot of games and have a ton of success. You know what I mean? So, so maybe in the world of your brother, who obviously had an incredible career and had a lot of accolades and, and dominated in high school and college, you know, you could sort of feel that. But the reality is, is you were an elite quarterback. So again, I appreciate your humility, but for my audience, I want them to understand that you also were a very highly accomplished and talented player because the numbers say it, right? You don't throw for over 3,000 yards in, in two seasons in college if you're not an excellent football player. Well, it's funny. I just, I appreciate that. And what I'm not doing is sitting here and just looking to downplay my career. Right. But I want to provide some context. So yeah. a lot of times... So we can have, you and I can have, we can use the same word, let's say discipline, okay? But we mm -hmm. might have different definitions of that word. So what I do when I do my camps around the country and I work with young people, mm -hmm. we go through summit language. My business is called Kiwi Summit, summit language. So I'm going to put some words up here. And I, I want, if you're going to trust me this weekend or this, these phase, I, I want you to learn this definition. Okay. Mm. Now it's not Webster definition versus another one, right? You know, King James version of the Bible versus this one. And it's just really like worded differently. But right. if I grew up with getting to do whatever the heck I wanted as a kid, and you grew up and both your parents were in the military and one of them was in special forces, mm -hmm. and then you went to boarding school, we might both use the word discipline, but we have different definitions of that word. I don't actually understand <laughs> your definition. You can tell me, but you've been living it. Right? right. And so we have these common words or phrases 
And we may have different definitions of them. And so mm-hmm. it really, context is relevant. If I'm talking to a room full of young aspiring quarterbacks, there's a chance I'm the most successful quarterback. I'm the best quarterback they've ever met. I, probably mm-hmm. not. But my peer group, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is my age. We're the same class, right? So if right. I'm talking to Aaron and Pat Ryan and Alex Smith, and it's just the six of us around, I didn't make it. That's a, you know, if we want to use the word make it or success or reach your potential or wealthy, I, I'm not in need right now. We got a great house, we got a great setup and all that stuff, but there's a different definition of wealth, right? Those guys right. have several beautiful homes, right? So, and I just think it's important for people to own their definition of something. And so I got a story, mm. I kind of peaked at basketball in eighth grade. So I played on this Nike traveling mm. team. I was a really good little point guard and best buddy still to this day, uh, Brandon goes by beef. Uh, he was a great player. So he got me on this team. And a couple of those guys ended up playing a long time in the NBA. Tyson Chandler was my center. He might still be playing. I don't even know. But he played easily 15, 17 years in the NBA. I peaked in eighth grade and I was 5'7 going into high school and I was 6'5 when I left. So I grew a ton my first year of high school, like unhealthy amount of growth over a 12 month period. It was like five inches or something. So I got super uncoordinated. I I went from the Nike traveling team to the JV team, the sophomore team, my software, not the JV team, the sophomore team. And I'm dribbling the ball off my foot. They're out of bounds. And so I'm falling all the time. And so my definition, when I was down here, I, I grew up in a very affluent Caucasian area. And so a bunch of private schools and I live in South Orange County, right? I lived in a neighborhood called Nellygale where it had horse trails and people had horses. So when I think about work ethic and toughness, I was like the hardest working kid because I was mimicking my brother. And I was like the toughest kid because my older brother and his friends would just throw me around, you know, and beat me up, you know, in a, in a healthy way. And then I went to Compton. And we had a lot of tournaments in Compton in the hood. And, you know, some of the kids ran there because they didn't, they didn't have a ride. And, you know, I get the first game, I get elbowed in the face and I look at the ref, he's looking right at me. He's just not calling a foul. So what happened was I adopted as a seventh and eighth grader, I didn't complain. I adopted a different definition of toughness and a different definition of work ethic. I hadn't really been exposed to people who didn't have what I had. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then going back and then entering into high school and going to a public school, it was super diverse. And there was also socioeconomically, it was totally different. Like I was so ready to integrate. And I had, I'd argue like I take my high school experience over anybody. So it was incredible. Mm. We won a bunch. I met my wife as a sophomore and had this incredible experience. But again, it was adopting as you level up or as you experience or as you move, adopting new definitions and changing it a little bit, I think is that evolution. And so all I had was whatever my parents and my brother showed me. And then I started playing on different traveling teams. And then I started going here. And then I went to a basketball camp in New Jersey. Right. And so I think part of my youth sports experience, which is why I believe you got to play multiple sports. I don't care how good you are at your thing. You got to play multiple sports. You got to know what it's like to be up, to be down, to have a teammate who's not listening, who's not finishing. To have a coach that you're really frustrated with, that you disagree with, that you got to figure out how to win with, you, you have to have those things because that's what creates that context where by the time you get to where you're playing for, if you're playing for a scholarship or you're playing with the season on the line, you're not wavering in these core values that you have, which are typically work ethic, toughness, discipline, coachability, you know, and you can build great behaviors. And so that was it. And my brother and I say, we got our toughness because I will say this, I don't know how good I was, but like, we weren't taking any crap from anybody and I was playing through whatever the injury was. But I think I got most of that from basketball. You know, mm. football's hard, but That's I think great. I got most of that from playing tournaments in the inner city all the time. Like every single weekend. Mm. We never had tournaments down here. Yeah. And I loved right. it. And those became, you know, I had LA friends, I had Orange County friends down here and, and I just, it totally changed 
the way I thought about toughness and the way I thought about discipline and work ethic in a really healthy way. Now, you talked about your brother, five years older, just incredible, right? Did you go through a phase ever where you were jealous of him, where you had frustrations around why can't I be as good as he is or, you know, those kind of things? Did you deal with that as a young man or at what point did that sort of not become an issue for you? It started becoming an issue for me. I never had jealousy and I know it's easy to say that, but yeah, we knew at a young age that he was special at football. And he was a great basketball player too, but we knew that mentally, like, like God, like this is his gift. And it's not even that he had a rocket arm. It's he's an internal processor. He was able to compartmentalize. He was, I, I try and help people get to the point from a performance psychology standpoint where they don't care what other people think. But I've had some mm -hmm. clients and my brother's one of them where he doesn't try and block out what other people are saying. He literally could care less. Well, that's a gift if you're going to play a, a highly scrutinized position. And so I, I, you know, I wish I had that. And so we knew he was special really and probably when he was in seventh grade. So that puts me in second grade and right. they were fostering that. I was trying to do the same things again, not, not winning the job. So I never had jealousy or resentment. We're very close. We've always been close. We've gotten in one yep. fight, one physical fight. And I was in like fifth grade. So my coach is boys now and we're, you know, it's a great relationship. So, yeah. uh, and I backed him up since Cincinnati for years. I never had that, but that shadow really messed with me as a kid and, and it created guilt for him. I think at times, because the more success, because he was the number one high school recruit in the country. And then he won the Heisman Trophy and was the number one pay. So he wasn't good. He was the best, according to how the world sorts it. And he was retired right. from the NFL. He was the highest paid player in NFL history. So those things were happening. I was five years behind. So when he became the number one recruit, I was an incoming freshman. So the expectations are, well, this guy's going to be even better. Right. And then he goes, wins the Heisman Trophy when I was redshirting as a freshman in college. Mm. So you better believe El Paso thought they just stole the next Heisman winner. Right. And UTEP, where I went to wow. school, they go, well, this guy's going to be even better. Right. And then he gets to the <laughs> NFL. And then you hear the, well, he's not his brother and he's not this. So it probably started for me when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was really able to really wrestle with it and really break free of that. I, I remember the day after my, my, after my third NFL season, a very close friend of mine, the best performance psychologist in the world, Trevor Moad, who unfortunately passed mm. away two years ago. He's one of my best buddies. I talk about him anytime I can. We really went through a process of being able to find where I find my identity. And so I'm not blocking things out, but I played really yeah. free. And then all of a sudden, poof, I go to a new team and I created my own name and my own thing and had a blast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, seankjensen.com and go to the contact page. You can even leave me a voice recording. And of course, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap. Whether you're a coach, administrator, or brand looking to reach the youth sports community, TeamSnap connects the world of youth sports. Visit TeamSnap.com or download the TeamSnap app from your app store. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen.